Danke, Tom. Thanks. A little bit softer, please. Is jylle opgewonden om hier te wees? Het jylle verwachting vir die jaar wat kom? Weet nie een verwachting nie. Ok, wie het een verwachting? Ok, wat is jou verwachting? Be a good year. Wie stem saam, dat they want a good year? Why? Does, does, the, does the Bible promise us good years? Ja, die Charles my gevraagd om, om voor te brengen vir vandag, het ek, het ek rechtig gaan sit en, en, en gedink, maar een nieuwejaarsboodskap is nogal makkelijk, is lekker, nee. Ons kan praat oor voorspoedig in nieuwejaars, we can talk about the, the prosperous new year, Dat is niks fout daarmee, nie. En Jeremia sê hy, I've got plans to prosper you. Ons kon daar oor praat. Ons kon praat oor a blessed new year. Hoe goed het sal gaan hierdie jaar met ons. A joyful year. And a year of good health. Dit is al hierdie goed wat ons mekaar moest voorspoed toewens, as ons mekaar sien in die nieuwe jaar. Ek hoop, ek hoop hier is sien jou. Ek hoop hier te voorspoedig die jaar. Ek hoop die beste vir jou vir hierdie jaar. Ek hoop jy is gezond hierdie jaar. And then God suddenly just said to me, you know what, there's no difference between 2021 and 2022. Why do we make such a fuss of a new year? Because every day should be a new day. But we wait for a year, hi Ramon, we wait for a year to, uh, to make a fuss of, of everything. And I sit down and I say, you don't know, what will you, what will you hear? And I, I, I sit, it was Woensdag, sit I so dear YouTube and blah. Nou soek ek a worship song wat ek, doch ek sal nou lekker worship muziek opzet, dan sal die heren ons nou met my praat, jy weet, as my so hy praat. En ek sit, ek begin so dier die goed, blaai, blaai, en, en op een stadium kom ek op een, op een ding af wat sê, uh, American Idols, what do you call that thing? America's Got Talent, America's Got Talent. En, en, en hier is een hoofdopskrif, Man incarcerated in the final. Man incarcerated in the final. Nou dacht ek, ja, dis is naaks die boodskap. Wat, wat is dit? En ek begin luister, nou dis een ou wat, wat in die finals is met die song. Ouerig, ou, ou man. En ek begin sy story lees. En dis asof die heren vir my sê, this is the story I want to tell you. This is the story that I want to bring to you and that you should bring. You see, we think, uh, I'm going to go into English. 
We think that we are now in a new year. We think everything is new. But in Isaiah 65, 70, nothing is new because God says, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. And when I woke up this morning, or when I woke up the morning of the first, I looked at Alwyn. She still seemed the same. I heard the noise at the swimming pool. It was still the same noise. The people at the swimming pool were still the same people. My thoughts were still the same thoughts. I didn't have any new things in my mind. It was the same things. So nothing was new. And then God said to me, you see, we are incarcerated in this world. Now, it's a big word. Who knows what the word incarcerated means? Some husbands might feel that way sometimes. The word incarcerated means imprisoned, jailed, or locked up. And this comes out of a story of Archie Williams that was born in March 1961 in the state of Louisiana, USA. Because there's people that say to me, Um. And he's born the same time as Owen is born. And let's see if I tani. He was 22 years old when he was arrested for the crime of rape and attended murder to a woman of 30 years old. They investigated the crime. His DNA was not found on the scene. His fingerprints were not found on the scene. But still, they put him into a, uh, where, where you view the guys, what they call it, a lineup, not a sign-up, a lineup, name, a lineup. They put him into a lineup four or five times each time with someone new. So every time he was there, six new ones. Him again, six new ones. Him again, six new ones for four, for four times. They showed this lady photograph, photographs of, of various people in various uh, 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 sets of, of photographs. He was in each one of them. And eventually... After the fourth time that he was lined up, she said, I think it's him, but I'm not sure. And he stood by it that he was innocent. In December 1982, 
he was imprisoned. And he believed that he was innocent. He was sentenced to a life in prison with no parole. After 11 years and multiple requests and letters, after 11 years, after multiple requests and letters, a NPO, that's a non-profit organization called Innocent Project, took the case. It was 11 years later, since they've taken the case, through appeals court, that they got the green light for the DNA testing. The DNA testing failed. They carried on. In 2014, through a new system that they brought in called the Next Generation Identification, the prosecuting authority agreed to release the fingerprints that they had, that they took on the scene. New evidence came forth. It was not his fingerprints. He's innocent. He was released seven days later after 37 years in jail on March 2019. Incarcerated in jail, innocent. What has it got to do with us? You see, we are incarcerated in this world, locked up and imprisoned in this world. From a sin that entered the world and our DNA was found at the scene. In Romans 5.19 it says, For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Incarcerated and found guilty. But then, but then, an advocate stood up. And we became part of an innocent project, a project fighting for us. I call this project the NPB project. It's the new birth project. You see, our fingerprints is not at the scene. Our DNA is tested and it failed. But our fingerprints has been retested and found not at the scene because we are now a new project. We are part of a project that someone stood up and gave himself to us so that our innocence 
can be proven one day in front of a judge. Although we are still incarcerated in this world, because that judge, the advocate says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. You see, Archie was hated in, 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 in jail for fighting for his innocence. He did not submit to what the guys in the jail wanted him to be, guilty. He was fighting for his innocence. We, as Christians, are fighting for our innocence. And we've got an advocate in 1 John 2, to 1, to 1 and 2, he says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for those of the world. You see, Archie had advocates on his side that was willing to fight for him, that was willing to take the case to prove his innocence. That advocate understood his circumstances, understood from where he came, understood the reasons why he was there, because we've got the same advocate that understands our circumstances in 1 Peter 2.24, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you are healed. We've got someone on our side that knows exactly how we feel, what we're going through. And this advocate promised Archie, this NPO promised him that they will fight and get him free. We're on a project where we've got someone that promises us that he will save us. In Acts 4.12 it says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. You see, he is still busy with us. He has saved us. Although we're still in God, incarcerated into this world, he has saved us. The new has not taken place yet. You see, Archie was waiting for the judge to say, you are innocent. And a new life started. Our innocence is proven later in life. An innocence that will still come. You see, our innocence will give us an eternal life. That's what he's going to give us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not die in this prison, but have eternal life. In John eleven twenty five, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe it? 
You see, what, that, what Archie understood from the people that were fighting for him is that they believed he was innocent. And that was enough for him to know that there are people that knew that he's innocent. That is willing to fight for it. But his words were, even if I die in this prison, I know I'm innocent and I know there are people that believe that I'm innocent. See, we've got Jesus Christ that knows through him we are innocent. Through him we've got life, even if we die in this world. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, a new life and a new beginning. You see, the new life is not now. The new beginning is not now. It starts one day. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. We are new at living, incarcerated in this world. That was the hope of Archie. That when they found his fingerprints, that it wasn't his fingerprints, but that of a serial rapist, and he was set free. God says, when I'm at the scene and I look at the fingerprints, and I do not find your fingerprints at the scene. In Revelations 3, 5 to 9, he says, he who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments. And I will not erase his name from the book of life. And I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. When our fingerprints are not at the scene, our names will be written in the book of life. And it will stay in the book of life. Because we are a new creation when the new times come. You see, Archie's hope was in communicating. His hope was in the people that fought for him. His hope was in his own belief that he is innocent. His hope was believing that he will one day be set free. Isn't that what we should hold on to? Isn't that what we should then grasp and say, although we are incarcerated in this world, although we are part of this world, although we are in this world, God says we're in this world, we're not part of this world. We are captured in this world. There are certain things that He is fighting for us. Our innocence is going to be proven one day, but we have got to believe in something. We've got to hold on to something. We've got to grasp something. We cannot just sit back and say, let them do the fight. We've got to take hold of something. And I'm going to bring a few points of how do we hold on to this life where we are now so that we one day through our innocence, can have eternal life. So that 
When we stand in front of the judge, he will say, you are a new creation. You are in a new kingdom. You are not part of the old anymore. You are part of the new. What is it that we've got to hold on to? We've got to focus on the truth of God's word. You see, Ephesians 4.14 says, As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. We've got to hold on to the word. The word is the truth. The word is what Jesus gave us. So many of us are into other words into other books, into the thoughts of man. God says, hold on to my truth. My truth is reliable. Information is unreliable. Rumors is unreliable. That what you hear, measure it to what is in the Word. Measure it to what my Word says to you, because that is truth. We've got to live a life of trusting God. That's number two. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't, do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. It is our decision if we're going to trust Him. It's our decision if we're going to trust Him in all our decisions that we are making. It's our choice if we want to trust Him. It's our choice if we want to bring our thoughts, our mind, our heart, our circumstances, everything to Him. It's our choice. Archie trusted the people that were fighting for Him. He opened his heart to them. Are we opening ourselves to Jesus Christ? Are we putting everything, our thoughts, our decisions, everything on the table for him? And saying, this is what I trust you with. Or are we holding back, relying on our own strength? See, we've got to live a life of trusting Him. Put your worries into prayer. I call it whip. It's a thing that's in my mind. Every time I start worrying, every time I start thinking things, the word whip comes up. It's just whip. Worries into prayer. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. God desires peace in us. We cannot get peace if we do not communicate to Him. 
Archie's peace that he received was the moment he started communicating to his people and they communicated back to him, telling him how far the case is, what is going on in the case. Prayer is communication with God. Giving our thoughts, our minds, our heart to him. And he's a God that listens. And he's a God that loves to communicate back to us. It's not a one-way street. Prayer is an open communication set for us with God so that he can talk back to us as well. Don't be anxious. If anxious starts overwhelming us, if anxiousness starts paralyzing us, pray, pray. If fear takes hold of you, pray, give it to God. Those are the things that we can start holding on to. What are you thankful for? What are you focusing on? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Rejoice always in everything. Give thanks, for this is God's will for you. In Psalm 100 it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You see, negative thoughts tries to overrun us. Negative thoughts wants to try and, and incarcerate you further and further into this world. Thanksgiving. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for, for the situations that you are in. Thank God. Thank Him for everything. Have a mind of thankfulness, praising Him, worshiping Him. For that's who He is. You see, Archie was thankful for the people that were fighting for Him. They say that He couldn't thank them enough. Every time he, they walked into His prison, prison cell or to the place where they met, thanking them. I thank you for what you're doing. Believing in me. Thank God. Because he believes in us. Have a childlike dependency. Have a childlike dependency. He trusted them with everything he had. He was like a child in prison, trusting them with everything he had. His trust was in them. Our trust is in Jesus Christ. A childlike dependency. In John 9, 1 to 12, I didn't give it to you. The blind man, when Jesus came and spit on the ground and put the mud on his eyes, and he said to him, go and wash your eyes. If he didn't do it, what would have happened? We don't know. But like a child, he went and washed his eyes and he could see. That's the dependency God wants from us. Jesus wants from us. Trust him. Trust him. A child trusts his parents with everything. 
Like a parent can tell a child anything, he will take it as truth. We trust Jesus with everything. It is truth. The last one is having a mind of eternal dimension over temporary earthly experience. You see, Archie was in jail and all he wanted was freedom. That's what he was fighting for. His expectation was that I am captured here at this moment in this jail, but there will be a time that I will be set free walking through those gates. We think earthly. We capture ourselves earthly. We should realize that earth is only temporary. Earth is constantly changing. But there's one day, one day in eternal dimension that's waiting for us, where we will step out of this world into eternity. Where we will step out of the capturing of this world, our bodies in this place, into eternal life. That's our thoughts. That was his thoughts. That was what is driving him. Is that what is driving us? Eternal life one day? 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In that jail, Archie knew it was temporal. We know in this world this is temporal. We know that one day there's an eternal life waiting for us through Jesus Christ. He that is fighting for us. He that has given his life for us. One day, our response now will have a response and an outcome one day. Our hope should not be fixed on the new year, but a new age that will follow one day. You see, we cannot live from year to year. Because a new year should be a new day. Our daily lives should be a life of praising, a life of worshiping, a life of wishing people prosperity, a life of healing, a life of blessing. But there's an age that is coming when Revelations 21 4 says, and in that age, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. As Archie walked out of that jail, there was tears in his eyes. And the person that fetched him handed him a handkerchief to wipe the tears from his eyes. We've got one. 
that will wipe the tears from our eyes. There will be no longer death. There will be no longer mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Then our incarceration in this world will be over. It will be a new life and a new beginning. As long as we're here, we've got someone fighting for us. You see, the fingerprints of the world are still at the scene. Our fingerprints are not at the scene anymore. And our advocate is fighting for us. And the word says, if we believe in him, if we trust him, if we focus on him, he that gave his life for us, those fingerprints will be wiped from the scene and will be placed in the book of life. And we will be set free into a new life. So this new year it's not going to be different from 2021. The only difference is that we know we've got someone fighting for us. Nothing is going to change. The word says it's going to become worse. I don't want to be dooming you. But we should start encouraging people to find Jesus Christ, the advocate. We should start believing the word. We should communicate more to Jesus Christ. You see, I don't know how many of you have made new resolutions on the 31st or on the 1st? Is there anybody that made a new resolution? No one, thank goodness. Because people are trying to find in the resolution that I will study my Bible more in this year coming. Why didn't you do it in 2021? I'm going to eat less. Why didn't you do it in 2021? I'm going to run more. I'm going to cycle more. I'm going to do all these things. And we're trying to find Jesus in these things. And we will not find him in these things. He says, seek me first. And then you'll find me. If I seek Jesus first, I will find the other things in him. I won't find him in them. And that should be our New Year resolution, is that I will seek God with all might, with everything I've got. 
You see Jeremiah 29, 11, 14, and I'm ending with the script for you guys to say that, for I know the plans that I have for you. God knows what He wants from all of us. He's got a plan for all of us as we sit here. He knows the plans. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. He is the future. He is the hope. He's giving us a future of eternity. And He is the hope. He's the advocate fighting for us. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. That's a promise. Come and pray. Come and talk to me. Come and give your heart to me. Come and spend time with me. And he says, and I will listen. His ear is flexed towards us as a church and as an individual. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Then he says, I will be found by you. He's not going to withhold himself from us. And that should be our New Year resolution for us as a, as a church, for us as an individual, that we will seek him with everything we've got. Because we know that the more we seek Him, the more we pray, He is going to hear us and we will find Him in this place, in your heart, in your home, in your work, in your eating, in your drinking, in your walking, in your running, in your cycling, in your sleeping. You will find Him. Let that be the resolution for this year. Seek Him. Seek Him. With everything we've got. Are we willing to seek Him? Are we willing to pray? Are we willing to give ourselves to Him? Knowing that we will be set free one day, walking through the gates. The tears been wiped from our eyes. Of course, there's one that gave his life for us, that knows what we're going through. And he says, I am the resurrection. Only through me, I am the way, and it's only through me that this incarcerated body, imprisonment in this world, will one day be set free into a new world, into a new dispension of life. Eternal life with Jesus Christ.
Father, so wonderful to know that we've got Jesus Christ at your right-hand side fighting for us. Knowing, Lord, that through his death, through him giving himself for our sins, that through a new system, through Jesus Christ, our fingerprints are wiped from the scene and placed in the book of life for those that believe in him, for those that accept him. Yes, Father, and that we are looking forward to a day where we will be walking out into freedom. Seeing his face, experiencing his love, knowing that we're free for eternity. And I thank you for that.